0: What did the Buccaneers learn that can help them moving forward? That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks,
1: Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What? What's up and welcome into this WTSB Wednesday episode of Locked on Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter. I am James Yarko at jyarko underscore bucks. Finally reunited with my buddy Evan Klosky at eklosky WTSP. I am the deputy editor of SPNationsBucksNation.com. Evan, of course, is on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com, not only talking about the Bucks, talking about the Lightning, talking about the Rays, talking about all things Tampa sports. And of course, we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. Divisional games are always tough, but what problem do the Falcons specifically create? for this Buccaneers team and Week 7 predictions coming up in a little bit. But first, Evan, since the last time we've talked, the Buccaneers have played two very different games with a bye week in between. So taking a look back at that 20-6 to loss to the Detroit Lions that, let's be honest, was ugly. It was ugly on offense. It was ugly on defense. Jake Camarda made it look a little pretty on special teams. But what is the biggest thing to you? that the Buccaneers can learn from that loss to Detroit that's it, going to end up helping them moving forward?
1: Well, first off, I just want to tell people that um, <clears throat> I, I think you have to average out the Saints game and the Lions game. Usually, throughout the course of a 17-game season, there are going to be three games where you do everything at an extremely high level. There are going to be three games where you do everything at a really bad level. And then everything else is who you probably are. So I would say that the, the the Lions game is certainly going to be in the bad pile when we look back on it. The Saints game is going to be in the great pile when we look back on it. I would argue that the Vikings game is right there in the middle somewhere. And then the Eagles game, I don't even know if that's in the bad pile or not because I just think that they were completely outmanned in that game. They, they just looked like an inferior team. And the, the number one thing, the number one takeaway is the plays were there. I think that's what what pissed off Baker Mayfield so much after the game when he was talking with the media. And, you know, I respect the amount of culpability he took for that L because he he really did blame himself for a lot of it. But the plays were there. Mike Evans is wide open down the field. Now, I don't know whether that was an ad-lib situation or that was the actual play design. It really, Baker's footwork is weird. It seems to me that he was expecting to throw throw it to him right away. Certainly, the safety for the Lions thought it was getting thrown to him right away. And then all of a sudden, Evans took off and he was 15 yards free uh, for, for what would have at least been him down at the five. I don't know. I mean, he's been caught before. But... It was going to be a monster. And uh, not only do you not get that, which would have at minimum given you three points, but then you give them three points. So that's a six point swing right there because of the interception. Tr- Miss Trey Palmer for a touchdown, deep, wide open. Miss Trey Palmer, which would have put them on like the 20 or the 15 for another explosive. And then also even at the end, Miss Chris Godwin in the end zone, wide open. Uh, he-, he threw it in the dirt. Which uh, you know would have given you a chance to at least give it, get an onside kick, um, to to maybe come back. You know I've seen crazier things happen in the sport. So, a the offense, at least the passing offense, was not as bad as it looked. You just got to execute, and ba- Baker can't afford games like that. I'm not here calling for Baker Mayfield. I think some people are absolutely ridiculous. Like literally two weeks ago, he's the comeback player of the week, and now people want to get rid of him. Like he had a bad game, you know? So that happens. Uh, Tom Brady had a lot of bad games last year. Um, And and in his career, like clunkers happen to the best of them. Baker can't do that consistently, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the break for a week because that was the worst we have seen him play in a Buccaneers uniform, yeah. and it's not even close. Not even close. Um, the rushing offense was never going to be a thing against Detroit. They were number two in the league. They, I think, I think t- opponents were averaging like sixty-six yards on the ground against them before the game started. And with how bad the rushing attack is for the Buccaneers, like you never thought that was going to be a thing. At some point, Dave Canales has to learn when to peel off the rushing game or better yet when to utilize your passing game to help the run game, not the run game, helping the passing game. It can work both ways. And I don't think, I think he sees it one way linearly and he doesn't see it the other way. So he's, he's, that was the worst game that he's play called by far, which is sad coming off a bye. So you had the worst game from Baker. You had the worst play calling game from, from Dave Canales. Um, Way too predictable, uh, and uh, and defensively, I thought they 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 get a C from me. So for me, um, the the number one thing that I'm really most impressed with the Bucks is that they prevent touchdowns in the red zone. They really do kind of bend don't break. Um, but we saw the old Todd Bowles on Sunday with those third and longs. That was a constant last year, and whatever. I mean, Detroit had him pinned. So, you know, the Buccaneers went 2 of 12 on third. The Lions went 9 of 16. Usually, for the first month of the season, those numbers have been reversed. You know, the Buccaneers have been crushing opponents. So, the biggest takeaway is we're not that bad. Whatever we did on Sunday, flush it. Because – I don't think that that loss was because of talent as much as people want to make it out to be. That don't get me wrong, the Lions never once stubbed their own toe. What a what a disciplined, hard-nosed football team. The Buccaneers could have beaten them, but to beat them, you have to elevate your game, and and you can't make mistakes like missing open receivers and uh, throwing it and losing the turnover battle. So. They didn't play well enough to beat the Lions. I think they can beat the Lions. Um, but there, there was there was a lot of good in the midst of just some horrific execution things. And let's see how they perform against the Falcons before we make grandiose takes. Um, really happy with Kalijah Kansi.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I... Um, I've stated this before many a times. I think all of us have. Um, Kansi and Vita Veya are a problem. Kansi told me after the game, this this still felt like a preseason game to him. He's still going through a preseason. He, you know, I'm wondering what it's gonna look like when he feels 100 percent comfortable out there right. and he gets some games under his belt. You gotta remember, this guy had like one week of training camp practice, and then he then he practiced a a day and a half leading up to the Vikings game. I played 11 snaps, went back to practice for the first time leading into the lions game. Like this is raw talent. Like this isn't even polished yet. So when I think that's why you're seeing a lot of single high looks from bowls. I think he, when those guys are, when they and cancer are in there, I think he's like, we can do some things, right? We we can finally generate some interior pressure, and I don't, you know, the rushing game is also going to be stout with that. On the flip side, Greg Gaines and and Logan Hall are a huge liability when you have to give them a blow. I would love Greg Gaines as my fourth defensive tackle, and right now Logan Hall is you have to play him, but like. He's not good. I, I I don't know how else to say it. And and I'm just being as honest as possible. After a year and a half now, close to a half, he's got a couple more games before we get to that. Um starting to lose faith that he's gonna be able to figure it out. He he might he might be stuck in in, in in tweener hell. Too too big to be an uh to be a linebacker and, and just too small to be a defensive tackle. And that was the fear coming out of college. He's an athletic freak. um, But athleticism can only get you so far. And I haven't seen him evolve in the trenches enough. And teams are exploiting when Veja is given time off the field. They're attacking deep because they know they're going to have some time in the pocket and they have less worries. So... um, yeah, I mean well in the offseason we're gonna to get to how they need a I don't know if they need to address it in the draft they might be able to get through another year but uh they're gonna need the they're gonna need another defensive tackle or or they're just gonna to have to pray that in year three Logan Hall has a click and and puts on another 15 pounds
0: yeah it, it certainly there there are some question marks there but the Buccaneers are three and two they're still in first place in the NFC South and they can get a bigger lead over at least one team In the division, turning the page to the Falcons game next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Drake London is starting to show why the Falcons drafted him first among the many talented receivers in the 2022 draft and why he was a hot sleeper in 2023 fantasy drafts. London has found his groove in the offense with Desmond Ritter. In the past two weeks, he has caught 15 of his 21 targets for 203 yards. He draws another good spot in Week 7 against the Buccaneers, who have struggled to contain team's number 1 wide receivers. London is guaranteed to keep bringing the pleasing production with great matchups ahead against the Titans, Vikings, and Cardinals before a Week 11 bye. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's Guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you are burning rubber, not cash. I got myself a full set of rotors and brakes for my car and saved a lot of stress with the guaranteed fit over at eBay Motors. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guarantee fit only available to Mm -hmm. U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you again for making Locked On Bunch first listener view every single day. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Hosts Tanitra, Jarvis, and Kyle will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, Get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. The Lions game, the throwbacks, all of it, it's in the rearview mirror. It's done. It's over. The Bucs have turned their attention to stepping back into Ray J to take on... The Atlanta Falcons, who were coming off a loss against the Washington Commanders. The Bucs are still three and two. Their two losses are against teams with a combined record of 10 and 2, just you know, for sake of argument. The Falcons, more specifically Desmond Ritter, haven't really looked all that great. But as we saw this past week with the Jets, the Browns, even the Giants to a certain extent. It's in an any given Sunday league. And with divisional games, you can usually throw records out the window. So Evan. What unique problems do the Falcons create in a matchup against the Buccaneers
1: defensively? Is gonna it's gonna this matchup is gonna come down to the Buccaneers' offense versus the Atlanta defense. Um, I tend to fade the Falcons against teams that know how to stop the run because that is the bread and butter of what Arthur Smith wants to do so with the buccaneers seemingly we think at full strength this this weekend um, you know hoping that that Anthony Nelson is available again he was really the only holdout uh, with concussion-like syndrome uh, concussion-like symptoms uh, against the lions at full strength you would imagine the buccaneers are gonna have the rushing game figured out. The, the problem is Atlanta is, I, I believe, averaging 99 yards given up on the ground. So this is yet another opponent the Buccaneers are going up against that knows how to stop the run. So this is yet another situation where Dave Canales is most likely going to run into brick walls, second and eight, second and nine, third and six, third and sevens. Uh, I mean, you know, the Byron Leftwich stuff is I feel like it's it's coming back. Um so can the Buccaneers generate offense? Can they move the ball down the field? And the Falcons' defense, which gives up an average of 20 points per game this season, uh, they've done really well in a secondary. Now, they've actually struggled against tight ends outside of that game against the Commanders, which I'm really confused why the Commanders didn't utilize Logan Thomas, who they've utilized the entire season – against a team that has struggled against tight ends throughout the year. And when I say struggle, I mean, they've been giving up around like 40 to 60 yards consistently. It's somewhere in that range to tight ends. I mean, Matt Laporta had a big game once. Uh, Thomas did not last week. So those kind of cancel out. But the receptions I see from teams have been from the tight end. The Bucks don't really do that. Um, so then I look at the receivers and just all receivers, this tight end's included, uh, one, two, three, four. They've given up more than 80 yards to four players total. Um, And two of them were on the Lions, by the way, which is probably one of the best offenses in the league, I think. So are they going to be able to get Evans and Chris Godwin north of 80, or is this going to be like Evans and Godwin are at 65-60, and then you're going to have Trey Palmer for a couple and Otten for a couple and Tompkins for a couple. So I'm a little interested how Dave Canales is going to attack this Falcons defense because that is their strength, and the Buccaneers' offense is certainly their weakness.
0: <laughs>
1: so um, – yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm very curious how they can get Mike Evans going because um he's you know it's I mean he's had the Eagles game and the uh, the Lions game were absolutely terrible. The vik the Vikings game uh was was good. I'd give I give him like a B. Uh you know, he showed up made, made made some big plays. Um and then obviously the the Bears game was was an A+. Plus. That's, you know, but we're falling into this. And then the Saints game is a wash. He got injured. He was looking good at at the gates. but yeah, he really was. We're, we're we're falling victim now to this Mike Evans thing where um, he's going to pop off a couple of times this season. He's going to have like three tutties, 180 yards in a game or two, and then there are going to be just a handful of no-shows. And then somewhere in the middle, you get your like five for 65s. But, um, you know, I, it's, Mike has to be better. You are a leader. You are making the most money on this team. You, you know, one of the guys who makes the most money on this team. You're in a contract year. You can ill afford to have drops. He knows that. Yeah, and it's
0: it's become a problem over the course of And they're on
1: the- big downs. I mean, he, these are notable drops. Right. These aren't, like, just some, like, you know, first and ten, like out routes and curls for three or four yards. I mean, these are like third and thirteens. These are touchdown balls like in the Eagles game. These are, you know, an OPI on third and one that screws you out of uh out of your field position. Like uh you know, he had um uh just it just he's coming up small in big moments at points and and that that's new. Uh, drops are not new for Mike Evans, but the, being, the drops being at such pivotal moments, um, at least through five, I should say four weeks for him, it just not good enough. He he holds himself to a high standard. I've been on record. A lot of Bucks fans are on record as saying this man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I think he can handle a little bit of criticism right now, right? I, you know, this isn't Devin Tompkins dropping balls and clutch moments there uh, would be one thing you know but 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 mike you have a long history here of success you are that guy you are you are one of the best in the national football league at what you do drops should be you should be making these catches in your sleep these i can make these catches so um not the Eagles failed touchdown one I wouldn't catch that one <laughs> but at least a third uh, the third
0: and long drop um it hits you right in both hands
1: yeah so that's I mean that and that stuff compounds itself right so like you know Baker can't get going and then he makes a great throw and then boom you drop it and then it feels like Baker stinks more than he really does even though he had a horrific game but that, that stuff snowballs right and it, you can't
0: get a drive going and, you know, I, I expect Mike Evans to have a bounce back game. You know, four catches on 10 targets, those aren't usual numbers. And a lot of people equated that Lions game, or not equated, but, you know, compared it to the Panthers game of last year where opening drive, Mike Evans has a walk-in touchdown that he drops and then everything snowballed from there in, in a very, very bad way. Yeah, I Bucs. think that was a little bit more egregious at Panthers. That was, it, it was it might be
1: one of the worst games I've ever seen him play.
0: But they were talking about the interception where you're looking at another what should have been almost a walk in touchdown to a wide open Mike Evans. That play goes awry and it, it snowballs from there. So that one is well, that was
1: that was right. the start of it. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was the start. So that was the first. So, that one
1: wasn't on Mike. That one was on Baker, and then and then Mike contributed later in the game. But yeah,
0: I see you for sure. Negative energy leads to, to negative things. It's just that's just but, what happens. If if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are combining for 17 targets against the Atlanta Falcons, I like the Bucs' chances and I like Mike Evans' chances for a big bounce-back week. But finally, we have to get back to those weekly predictions that our listeners have missed from Mr. Evan Klosky for a couple of weeks. Who will be Evans' player of the game and who wins Sunday's game? That is coming up here in just a moment on Locked on Bucks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like, you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? I found myself in numerous situations throughout my life where I needed someone that I could sit down and talk to about what was going on in my life but was able to give me a perspective that I may not have thought about before. And it wasn't just someone telling me what I wanted to hear, like what would happen if I sat down with friends or family. That's why seeking out a therapist helped me get to where I needed to go. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of Locked on Bucks. And uh, Evan, it's time to break out that crystal ball of yours. It didn't go so well in your predictions for the Saints game. We had a lot of, of people in the live chat after the game talking about how they wished you were on the post game reaction show with me to remind you that you did indeed pick the New Orleans Saints to win that one. I'm on so a bad you, run right now. You I'm have a an bad opportunity run at redemption for the next divisional matchup for the Buccaneers. But let's start off with your bold prediction for this game.
1: First off, let me say this to everybody out there I'm a big fat dummy. So. Yeah. <laughs> If you said that, no, I'm not arguing it. Uh, yeah, you you uh, was wrong two weeks in a row. Now we're gonna make it right. vote um, prediction: Baker Mayfield three touchdown passes.
0: Love that. After Can they all go to Chris Godwin. Sure, I he's mean, due. he's selfish. He's super, he's
1: super. He's super. He's super. Do might have might have. Might of threw a couple of green skittles on a Chris Godwin touchdown that didn't work out either. He's eventually got to score one, right? Baker knows that. He's he said a couple of weeks. Ago, he said the uh, the Saints game, I believe after the Saints game, he was like, "Yeah, I'm you know trying to get Chris a touchdown." So if they have the look, they're going to do it. But uh, team teams know that Baker likes Chris on money downs, so now they're having to adjust. Yeah, but. Um, uh, Chris, is again, a uh, you know, everyone, everyone is, is all down on Baker, um, you know, kicking him, kicking him after a, a horrendous game. I think that Baker works best when he's got a little fire underneath and people are doubting him chip on the shoulder again. He knows that he stunk and he is going to be locked in. I think, uh, whether, whether he admits it or not, whether anybody admits it, uh, Might've, might've taken a little bit of a happy lap there. Uh, You know, went to Cotton Bowl, was college game day, was everywhere, all these interviews. um, Just, you know, I don't blame him for it. It just, you know, it's, um, he's been, he's been shat on for a while. So he deserves to have a little good energy in his life and he deserves to embrace that. Back to focus time now. Now, you know. You do it once, I'm okay with it. You do it again, and we got some problems. So I I think this is a big FU game from Baker Mayfield to all the haters out there. I'm going with three tutties for Mr.
0: Mayfield. All right. Well, does that mean that Mayfield's going to be your predictive player of the game, or are you going to pivot and uh, and give it to somebody else?
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, but I think that's lame to do that. So um, I think Antoine Winfield Jr., um uh, one hand field yeah it's uh he went he went from one of the best games we have seen uh him play in in New Orleans to kind of being a non factor um yeah. don't don't really remember seeing him out there uh against Detroit didn't really call his name much and with what the Falcons like to do uh certainly with moving horizontal uh horizontal and vertical um, with with all of their their motions and rushing attack and, and so on and so forth, he he's got to be the X factor here. So I, I think he's going to be flying around with Ritter there in in the uh, at quarterback and with the fear of him kind of beating you deep. I think I think Winfield's going to take some risk in this game. I think he's he's been yearning for for an interception for a while. And I, I think he's going to smell it against Desmond Ritter. So I'm going to go with Antoine Winfield Jr. to just be everywhere again and, and remind us that that he is uh, on his way, if healthy, to an all-pro season.
0: Yeah, four tackles, no passes defense, no forced fumbles, no sacks, no anything for Antoine Winfield Jr. He'll have a big game on on Sunday. I'm with you 100%. Finally, your chance at redemption, Evan Klosky. What is your score prediction for the Buccaneers and Falcons?
1: I'm going 24-13 Buccaneers. Please get me off the schneid. Um, this circle, star this game, do whatever. It is huge. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely huge. And you have to win your divisional games at home at minimum. You, you stole one from the Saints. All right? If you can beat the Falcons, you are now really um, – I mean, it's so early in the season, but you're still controlling your own destiny, and it, it takes a little bit of pressure off you in Buffalo on Thursday night, a game where I don't think anyone's going to predict the Bucks to win that game. I, I haven't looked at it. I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, just take care of this weekend, solidify your spot in the division, and then – let Thursday night be whatever Thursday night is, and at least if you can, if you lose up there in Buffalo, a game that I think we all penciled in as an L before the season, it's not going to feel as bad. They'll enter that little mini bye week again, four and four, and I, I think that we uh, can. Four and uh, four, sorry, four four and three. Thank you. They'll enter that mini bye week four and three, and again. They're still exactly where they need to be if they're going to get back to the playoffs. And uh, we can break down the nuances of them improving in certain areas afterwards. But um, if they lose this game, it is bad news bears yeah. um, going to Buffalo, especially for a squad that is fully healthy. Like, you cannot be losing this game after you knocked off the rust to a team that been horrific offensively and is on a little bit of a schneid as well. So you gotta, um, you gotta get it done. So I, I think the people in the building know that I think the lions game brought them back down to earth, humbled them a little bit and, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll come out with the right attitude.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you come out of that bills game and, and of course the giants, end up making me think, well, maybe Tampa has a chance against Buffalo. But I've been saying uh, that that Buffalo game is going to be a loss for a while. But you come out of that Bills game, let's say they are four and three. Now, the, the upcoming stretch, all kinds of winnable games at the Texans, who have looked far better than, than expected. That's a, yeah, that game is uh, um, not yeah, to be at, fun. You're at Houston, then you got the Titans, then you're at the 49ers. But then you're facing the Gardner Minshew Colts, you're facing the Carolina Panthers, you get the Falcons again. Uh, you know, a lot of really winnable games in that stretch. So four and three, while it may be, you know, kind of meh, you go into that stretch, you're looking at, you know, possibly being able to rattle off four out of five. And yeah. now all of a sudden you're sitting at at eight and four, and you're you're real pretty. Real. Right. Pretty. And here,
1: and here's the other thing I want to quickly say because I know we're wrapping up here. But this game is also insanely important, considering how lopsided the Buccaneers' schedule is to begin the season at home. Yes, was, they are they are uh, one and two at home, two and on the road. Didn't see that necessarily coming. <laughs> um, thought thought the wins would come in different places, but um, I mean, think about this: after this weekend. Road, road, home, road, road, home,
0: road, road. Home, home, road. Yeah.
1: But, but I mean, that, that is, that is six of eight weeks away yeah. from Ray J. That is an incredible number. And that, that is taxing. Now, now, luckily, one of those, again, they get a mini bye week to space out the road game a little bit. Uh, but, but that's that's a that's a doozy that's that's tough especially factoring in you have to go to the west coast on one of those and then come back home to just go to indianapolis again it's yeah so and then you got to go play in in green bay in freezing cold weather so yeah that's no big deal Well, certainly wasn't in 2020
0: <laughs> and on that note we are going to uh Wrap it up for this episode of Locked on Bucks. Coming up tomorrow, I will be joined by Locked on Falcons host Aaron Freeman. Boo! Well, for those that watched the divisional preview, he was the only one of the NFC South hosts that was like, the Buccaneers are going to be better than what a lot of people are saying. The Buccaneers are going to be. So we like Aaron Freeman on this program, but we don't Uh, like him this week. (laughs) But Aaron and I are going to uh, break down the Falcons and Buccaneers week seven matchup. Uh, Other than that, Make sure you're following everything on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks at Ekloski WTSP. Make sure you are checking out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out Evan on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay.com. And every Sunday morning, check us both out on the Blitz right there on 10 Tampa Bay to get yourself ready for the Bucks game. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons want to thank you for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.